This is Robert Hoffman. And this is Chris Panico. And we just want to give you a great big welcome to No Nonsense Storytime. <laughs> that is the greatest and biggest welcome we could give. It's our podcast that we do where we take stories and we take on all the nonsense and we put it somewhere else and we just leave the story part for you. Yep, that's that's what we do. This week we're doing How the Grinch Stole Christmas by how'd Dr. He, Seuss. How'd he do it? How'd, how'd he do it? How'd he do it? I don't, um, let's, let's, let's figure it out. Let's figure it out. Um, he kind of just did it. Yeah. He kind of just, it's not a good title because <laughs> how, the, how he stole it was he just, he just did just a normal right. old way. Well, we find out at the end, spoilers, he didn't actually steal it. Yeah. Which you makes can't it, steal Christmas. Makes it even a worse to, oh, oh my gosh. Maybe we should save it. No, here's why the title's good. Because he steals Chris, like he, uh, I guess he doesn't steal Christmas, but he steals sort of the show, you know? Yeah. He he becomes like the, he carves the thing, you know, oh, yeah, he gets yeah. the presents back. He Grinchmas. steals, yeah, he steals it from Santa. Yeah. Like he gives all the presents at yeah, the end. Yeah, he does. So he does steal oh, Christmas. Oh, he does steal, yeah. Yeah. It's all about the Grinch. Mm-hmm. That's a good cool. point. Cool. Starting off strong today. Yep. Alright, um, so here's a fact about Dr. Seuss. Yeah, lay it on me. Yep, it's kind of, it's out of nowhere. <laughs> I just got the one, but it's pretty funny. Okay. Um, he, so his phone number was one digit off the phone number of the local fish shop. So people okay. called him and asked for fish sometimes. <laughs> and that... he would just send them, pic- like he would draw a picture of the fish they ordered and send it to them. <laughs> Is that how he wrote one fish, two fish? Red fish, blue fish? You know, it might be. <laughs> I really hope so. I hope so, too. That's a good fact. Thank you. Do you what have a, one? I do, I do. Um, This actually is sort of an amendment to an old fact. Oh. Um, we cited a, a pretty typical adage about him. First time we talked about Dr. Seuss, how he just made up that he was a doctor. So his parents wanted him to be a doctor, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something I've heard my whole life that may be apocryphal. That may not actually be true. Mm-hmm. Um, I did find a, a more concrete beginning for his, um, alias as it were. He went to Dartmouth for college, right. um, and he went during prohibition and him and I think it was nine of his friends got caught drinking gin and, huh. Because it was an illegal activity, what the school had him do was had him stop participating in all of his extracurricular activities. One of the big things that he did was he was a writer for a magazine that they had. I think it was called The Jack-O-Lantern or something. Yeah, yeah, or something. something like that. I, I remember that. Um, but he wanted to keep writing for it. And so what he did is he started submitting work with the byline of Dr. Seuss instead. Right. That doesn't, but that, I mean, that's why he started using a name, but it doesn't explain why he chose that name. Right. So So it could still be for the same reason. That's true. They may not, they're not mutually exclusive. Right. Um, But I I found a a much more solid backstory. Yeah. Yeah. Good one. Good one to know. Yeah. Um, He then went to Oxford for his doctorate to teach literature, I believe. Um, but he was discouraged from doing it, and I think by a professor or a colleague 
So he left and decided to pursue his career in like cartoons and mm. writing. So that's why he never became an actual doctor. He oh. was on track to though. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, so credit where credit is due. Credit where credit is due, yeah. and the amount of credit that's due is none because you're not a real doctor. Yeah, that's true. Ha ha ha. That's true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so I that, am. <laughs> yes, Bobby is definitely a doctor. Mm-hmm. He's not a doctor. I, what, what are you whispering about over there? So, what let's, are you guys whispering about? Let's, <laughs> it's just me and Bobby in here. <laughs> Um, so why don't we talk about the, uh, the story? I'll tell you what happens. All right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, there's a town called Whoville. It's, um, below a mountain or next to a very big mountain called Mount Crumpet. And the Who's love Christmas quite a lot. It's their favorite holiday. Everyone goes all out with the decorations and the singing and the merrymaking and everything. Now, on Mount Crumpet lives a grouchy old person he looks kind of like a who but he's mm-hmm. green, green as opposed to yellowish yeah he's furry he's furry very grumpy and grumpy. he hates christmas he hates the noise he hates the singing he hates the merrymaking uh-huh. and he he just stands up there just stewing and, and loathing just getting angrier and angrier and eventually he decides i'm gonna steal christmas there will be no christmas this year so he dresses up like santa claus he um makes up his dog like it's a reindeer and they go down to the town on Christmas Eve and he goes into each house and he steals all their Christmas decorations all of their food, all their presents the whole shebang Um, in one house he meets this little girl named Cindy Lou Who who wakes up and you know, asks why Santa, why are you taking the Christmas tree? and he makes up this lie about how it's broken and he's gonna go fix it and bring it back because he's a scumbag and she's like, okay, and she goes to sleep. He takes everyone's stuff, he leaves, brings it to Mount Crumpet, and then he stops and he listens because he wants to hear how sad everyone is. <laughs> because you can hear sadness from the top of a mountain. I love that. He's up there on a mountain, and he's like, wait, I can't push this yet. I have to use my crazy strong ears to hear yeah. the sadness of yeah. the whole town. And, that's, and yeah, you got brought that point up. He was going to like push all the stuff over and destroy oh, yeah, it. Yeah. I forgot about that. Um, but then he hears him singing and he realizes that Christmas came anyway and everyone was still very happy so his heart grew three sizes that day Dr. Seuss's words not mine so he brings everything else back down and gives out the presents and the decorations and he carves the roast beast and he becomes merrier and joins in the merrymaking the end sounds good here's my moral okay need love yeah they that's do. all you need love is all you need mm-hmm. and yeah. that's what christmas is about mm-hmm. it's about love it's about showing love getting love receiving love and when you have love it gets rid of all that bad bad anger inside of you it's a good moral mm-hmm. i think it's pretty true in, in most ways now let's get right down to it Let's get down to do the do the dissect, dissect the Grinch. Grinch. Yeah, cool. So some of this makes sense. It's not unreasonable yeah. to hate Christmas. There are lots of people who hate mm-hmm. Christmas. Yeah, because 
Some people find well, it annoying. Well, uh, let's talk about the setting first. Oh, yeah, you're right. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. You got something? Yeah. Okay. I know where it is. Do you? I do know where it is. All right, on three. I, I can one. only see one of your eyes, and you look really scared. On right three. Now. One. Are you ready? Yeah. One, two, three. British Columbia. Columbia. Yeah. Because there's actually a mountain called Mount Crumpet. Mount Crumpet. I was confident that we would have the same answer, yeah. and you didn't say it at the right time. You, in it's fact, in... you only said Umbia. But I believe that you... Uh... I was going to just say Canada. I didn't know you were oh, going to say British Columbia. Got it. It's an, I also could have said Squamish because it's in the town of Squamish. Okay. Next to the town of Squamish. I thought that British Columbia was the best level of specificity for this. It, probably. Probably. Because... I think, if... I think clarifying Canada is important. Some people might not realize that British Columbia is in Canada. I would say if you don't know that Squamish is in British Columbia, that's fine. <laughs> If you right. don't know that British Columbia is in Canada, that's on you. Like, if I, <laughs> I if I say British Columbia, I shouldn't, like, and you want to know where it is, you don't, you can look that one up. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's... Okay. That's what I think. Okay. That's true. I think, like, at that level, it's fine. That's, like, the, that's like the you know, the equivalent to us naming our states. All right. If I said something's in Tennessee, I feel like that's the correct level of specificity, you know? Sure. Now... Now, I had a feeling that it was in Canada before I even looked all that stuff up. But the research is clear. Yeah. That it is definitely, that's Whoville. That's Whoville right there. That's Mount Crumpet. Right under that mountain. Yeah. So there's lots in this story that does make sense. Sure. Hating Christmas makes sense. Of course. A whole town of people. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> the Whoville people. The Who's. The Who's. The, the Squams. The Squams. Um, lots of people loving Christmas makes sense too. A whole town like making a big deal out of it—that's pretty par for the course in a lot mm -hmm. of places. But there are some things that don't make too much sense. There are some things, yeah. Um, there and there are things that could make sense that I think need a little explanation, at least. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, and then there are some really out there things. Would you say that um, the Grinch's emphatic hatred falls under the former of the two? Yes. I, I would agree with And that. then under the latter of the two falls just the Grinch. What's up with that guy? Why is he green and furry? What's going on? Mm -hmm. Is he a person? I mean, yeah, yeah we got to nail that one down. That's true. And honestly, we probably need to hash out the who's themselves yes as well yes because they don't look like people that we have ever seen no they're fairly close i think they're close enough they're close i mean they're very furry people mm -hmm. i mean the grinch maybe more so but they're all furry there yeah um one of my roommates in college is pretty hairy uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> we do have people that are pretty hairy. But I don't know. The who's like their their fur hair is like like it coats them, you know. They have do they have fur? I I didn't even I know that the Grinch has fur. I'm pretty sure. Here, let me let me just get a reference for us. Alright, Bobby, you're right. 
they are not well. Is there fur? Can I look? This one has them look pretty furry. But if we're looking at the book, they don't seem to. Yeah, it doesn't look very furry. So we're going to go with where you're at and where the book's at. But they are pretty much just people. Yeah. They're called Who's for some reason, but for everything that we can tell, they just look like humans. Because they, they live in Whoville. Right. You know? Right, right. They're not a different species, it's just a culture. Yeah. Right. Maybe maybe they should be called, like, Whovillians. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess it's not any weirder than us being called Americans. Right? Yeah, I guess. Or Philadelphians. Mm-hmm. If, it's like if, if in Philadelphia you called us Phils. Phils, right. It's weird, sure, but you could definitely see somebody doing it. Yeah, and in, in some places they are referred to in ways that make, that, that sound a little, like, less one-to-one as far yeah, as where yeah. they're from. You sure. know, like the, um, like the English back in the day were always referred to as Anglo-Saxons, am I right? Yeah, well... Yes, but that was that was a little different, because there were the there were the Angles and the Saxons, right? And then they, there's like a whole that's like a whole thing, right? So we don't know but, where this came from, but it is that was reasonable that they are called Who's by themselves, you know, right? For whatever reason, whatever historical. Right. So let's backpedal to what you said before and what I wasted a lot of time. Nah, it's fine. We we, we had to figure that one out. We had to figure that one out. The Grinch. The Grinch. The Grinch. He is covered in. In hair, fur, yeah, something like that. Yeah, um, but he seems, for all other intents and purposes, like a who. Right. You know, he's bipedal. He's humanoid. He's capable of mm-hmm. speech and intellectual thought and feelings. Yeah. So, it's probably a costume. Probably something he wears. Makes sense. I think that's in- the most likely explanation. I think that that has <clears throat> to be true. They even say. At the at the beginning of the book, when they're trying to talk about why he hates Christmas, they say his his shoes might be too tight. Right. And in the image, it just looks like it's part of everything else he's wearing. Oh, so you're right. So it could just all be like one. You're big right. Ghetto. It doesn't even you don't even see shoes. Right. It just looks like a foot. So that almost confirms that the Grinch is a man yeah. in like a mascot costume. Yeah, exactly. The Grinch is gritty. Yeah. Yes. Or the no, fanatic? They probably have shoes. Yeah, and Gritty, Gritty's orange, but the fanatic is Philly fanatic is green. Grinch is the Philly fanatic. Could the be. Philly fanatic hates Christmas. Could be. Has a small heart. Small hearted Christmas hater, Philly fanatic. That sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Let's table that. Let's table it for now. For now. We'll come back to it. Yeah, for sure. Um, but he's a man in a costume. <clears throat> yeah. Confirmed. Cool. So that makes sense. Well, <laughs> in so it's, much as okay. it's irrational. It's irrational, but it's, it's, irrational it's not thought. It's not literally impossible. No, yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so there, there has to be a reason why he's wearing this costume. Right. Which we can figure out. I might know why. I have a, a question. Okay, go. What's the question? What's there? the question? So, well, the big question is why does he hate Christmas so much? Right. Right. I think that's something we got to figure out. 
I think a good place to start is in in the book. He says he's been dealing with this for fifty three years. Yeah, he specifies fifty three years. Why fifty three years? What does that mean? I figured it was his age. It could be his age. I thought that it might be his age, but then I had another thought, mm-hmm. and I think it brings us it it might bring us to something here. What if? It's not that he's 53 years old. What if he's older than that? And Christmas uh, is a brand new celebration. Oh, okay. So we're back in like a very long time ago at this point. Sure. And this is the 53rd Christmas in this little town in British Columbia. The 53rd Christmas ever. Okay. Why I does, see that. Why does he hate it so much? It's not his holiday. Mm, what? Now, if we want to go down this road, we probably need to discuss the, the history and the etymology of Christmas itself. No, no, we don't. What we would have to do is look at the history of Squamish. Oh, I Because it's, it's certainly reasonable that celebrating Christmas predates Christians living in this place. Yes. So, as long as they could have just brought the, you know, maybe the Grinch is somebody who was already there. Maybe. And so, then people who celebrate Christmas moved in all uh, once. Yeah that, yeah. that makes sense to me. I don't know. I don't know when really celebrating Christmas got its uh, starts. I... Um, the first recorded celebration of Christmas was sometime in the 4th century, like 340-something. Oh, uh, okay. Um, yeah. In Rome. Yeah, so I think that's... It was some emperor was... Or some... Some king was celebrating it, and then over time it gained popularity, and it was banned for a while because it was um, seen as too debaucherous and sinful, and like made a big comeback, and now it's the global phenomenon that it is. At some point, it migrated to Squamish. Right. I don't know that it's imperative that we find out the date that it made it over there. Sure. But in fact, for for the purpose of uh looking at this story, let's completely separate it from that location. Okay. I think that's a good idea because then we're not talking about things we don't really know about. Let's just say what we we know lots of stuff, Bobby. We do know lots of stuff. But you're right, we've never talked about things we don't know about. I don't want yeah, <laughs> we've never done that. I don't want like people who live there like if this like what if there's like some specific violent history about you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I don't want to like. Okay. You know. You're you know right. What I'm saying? Sure. You're right. We apologize if we've crossed the line. Maybe we have. Uh, all I know is that the Grinch was there. Yes. The the people who are gung ho about Christmas came there. Mm-hmm. 53 years ago. Yep. And they've been going ever since. In fact, maybe the Grinch lived in Whoville. Yeah, got pushed out. Got pushed out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Yeah. And um, it really makes his hatred of Christmas much more understandable. Yeah. Because it's, it's a symbol of, you know, sort of the removal of his culture and his right. identity from this place that he lived his entire life. Yes. You know, so... It totally makes sense that he would harbor this resentment against it and against the people that celebrate it. Yeah, it makes sense. 
And that would also explain why he puts on this Santa costume. Mm -hmm. It's almost a mockery. Right, exactly. Because one thing I noticed when reading through it from a no-nonsense perspective is why, like, why is he going to all this trouble? Why is he dressing as Santa? Well, I, it ended up helping him out. The Santa costume, fine. I'll give him that. You know, he wants to dress up in a costume so in case somebody sees him, he can be, mm-hmm. you know, <coughs> that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Why does he make his dog be a reindeer? Why does, you know? I, well, I think, I think it's how you, the phenomenon where you can assume the identity of something to, to remove power from it. Yeah, so that's what I'm Com- saying. Comedians do think. it with politicians all the time. Right. Um, or other figures that they want to poke fun at. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's that sort of uh, yeah. because psychological he, thing. Because he really is against this Santa figure. Mm-hmm. And now that we know what it's based on, it makes more sense that he's going all out to just parody santa and do the opposite of what santa does yeah exactly exactly so he rides on down with his with his dog reindeer and his empty sleigh that's all makes sense um burgling people's houses is not unbelievable but to do it at the extent that he does to the number of houses that he does it to mm-hmm. stretches the um, <clears throat> suspension of disbelief that you could possibly have. At yeah. a certain point, you cannot carry this much stuff. Right. You know. You can't. You can't carry that much stuff. A, a certainly, one small dog could not pull it up a mountain. Certainly not. Um, and he would not have enough time to go to every single house and take all of that stuff. I mean, right. it took In him. Yeah, exactly. It, I, you just wouldn't have enough time. Mm-hmm. The amount of houses that are in Whoville, let's say, uh, let's be generous and say 50 houses, which it's got to be more than that. It must be more than So that. let's say 50 houses, and the night is, and we're being generous, 12 hours. Right. I mean, it... And that's very generous. You'd have to do each house in like 15 minutes. Yeah, and he's not doing it's that. No way. Literally no, impossible. You're not even going to get down the chimney that fast. Yeah, ex- right. And also shove them up the chimney. Get that doesn't make sense either. Right, he'd have to climb back up the chimney like uh, like with his back to the wall and like scoot up with his feet with every single object. Yep. Which, I mean, this guy's strong. We know that. But, but be reasonable. So... What I'm thinking is he's not doing it by himself. Okay. Because A, he would need so many more people to take all these presents. And B, he would need so many more people to get them up this mountain. Right. So we don't see them in this story. But he's got accomplices. Are you saying it was an inside job? I say it might have been an inside job. (laughs) It must have been. We know he lives alone up there on the mountain, right? Right. So, who else it, is there? Right. So it's unreasonable to think that he was the only person living there before this um, migration mm-hmm. of people. So, there are probably other people <clears throat> who are like the Grinch. Maybe they look more like who's. Uh-huh. Well, but in, they, inside, they believe what the Grinch believes. Right. They're just sort of assimilating into this culture mm-hmm. because it's pragmatic to right. do so. But 
And what it took was this this uh, sage figure from up on the mountain to come mm-hmm. down and just charge up everybody's political ideologies. Oh, man. And get people interested in taking down what they see as an oppressive holiday. Yeah. And the book doesn't really disprove this theory, because in on page, we really only see him burgle um, blue. The, exactly. And I think that's even evidence for it. We only see him do one. Right. And that's the only incident where he's caught that we know of. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you know, it would make sense that if you go into somebody's house and are pushing things up their chimney, someone's going to notice. Right. So, yeah. Inside yeah. job. Inside job. He had accomplices. Yeah. So, what else, what else do we have? Bringing yeah. up the mountain. Bringing then... up the mountain. And all of his accomplices are helping him do it. Uh-huh. I guess at the top, I think you might be able to hear a town of people singing. Sure, if they're singing loud enough, for sure. We don't know how tall Mount Crumpet is, or how far up he really was. He could have just been a little up. Right. And, you know, echoes on mountains and stuff. Yeah. I think that makes sense. Certainly reasonable. And that makes him have a change of heart. Right here is the singing, mm-hmm. and and it's sort of implied there that he thought beforehand that Christmas was all about these presents, and that's why he hated it so much. Because once he realizes it's not about the presents, he's all for it. Right. It's probably not so dissimilar from the th- sort of things that he celebrated. Yeah. You know, and when he actually recognizes and understands that he realizes that he's been selfish and interesting thought he was thinking of this culture as being really greedy yeah uh, because of this holiday seeing this holiday as a symbol of this culture's greed and when he sees that these people are celebrating this holiday in a way that is not greedy that is not focused on um, possessions material objects he's like i can get behind that Mm -hmm. and even if he's not like i can get behind that he realizes that his he did not do the thing he wanted to do, and then he feels bad for it, and he yeah. brings the presents back. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think it makes sense. I think it's believable. And I think it's very wholesome. Mm-hmm. I do. I mean, I, I, I have some problems with the idea that we have this culture coming in, pushing another culture out, and then the moral of the story ends up being just go with it, because they're fine, too. You know, yeah, that's it's not something it's I definitely like. Definitely not okay. It's not. It's not. Yeah, that's a that's a good way. That's a good way to put it. Right. It's not something I like, we're but just, it is what the story is. We're just reporting the facts. We're Bobby. reporting the facts. You're right. So I'm I'm getting I'm taking it too personally. It's okay. It happens to every young reporter. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's good I have old people like you in my life yeah, to uh... set me straight and uh, be old and just elderly. And have a, just a I'm, high age. I'm twenty wrinkles. Twenty seven years old. Whatever, whatever. However old you are, it's um, once you get up there, it's just it all blends together. So. Okay, Bobby, do you have a new moral for this story? Um, wait, we're not done yet. We're not. Oh, done there's yet. more. Yeah, because so. All right, here's what I was, I was thinking. Just trying to change the subject. Okay, well, we could change it, but we're gonna change it to this. Okay. 
Here's what I'm thinking. So here's something that doesn't add up. So every year, all the, the people, they all sing, right? right? Is that implying that these other people that help the Grinch just stay inside and don't sing? They might. Mm-hmm. It's... While they were able to burgle an entire town in one night, it is still probably not that large of a group of people. There are still probably plenty of Whos that still live in Whoville that are genuine about Christmas and are going to sing anyway. Okay. so Even th- if the former group abstains. So then... This other, this group that's up there with him, do they come down too? What do they do? Are they, like, do do they have a change of heart? I can't imagine they all do. Maybe not, but I don't know. When your figurehead just 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 fails on the whole thing. Then, yeah, I guess guess you just go home. (laughs) Here's what happens, I bet. Uh, A large amount of the group probably just falls in line with the Grinch. But... Then a splinter division forms of of the ones who are like, that Grinch doesn't know anything about this. He's a dirty that traitor. Sam I am. That, that Sam, Sam I am. <laughs> and that is, um, that's probably something that'll happen in the future. You know who was the on the Grinch's too? side for sure? Mr. Knox. Mr. Knox definitely was. Mr. Knox from Fox and Sox. Yeah, he doesn't like those games. So. He's a Grinch supporter. Definitely. <laughs> as is the guy from Green Eggs and Ham. Okay, and just as a last thought, here's another thing that we could... That I thought originally. Not originally. It's, it's like it was like a passing thought. What if it's not that these people don't like Christmas, but that they see that this Grinch guy is trying to get rid of the presents... And they also want to get rid of the presents for some reason, you know? So they kind of, they help them get the presents out so they can go back to their town and be happy without the presents because Mm -hmm. they all hate the noise too. They just want to be adults and enjoy their feast. Yes. So Santa comes to Whoville, drops these presents in the house and the parents are like, man... My kid loves Santa more than me. <laughs> I I applaud where you're going, but I just don't think they would be galvanized enough to burgle the entire town <laughs> and bring them to the top of a mountain. <sighs> I guess you're right. I guess you're right. <laughs> like, it was just nonsense. Yep. Just trying to get rid of nonsense. Just bringing new nonsense in. Yeah, I guess what I want to say is if you're a child and you're listening to our podcast, just know that your parents love you so much. Um, but Santa, Santa loves you more because he gives you. <laughs> is that your moral? <laughs> gives you the great gifts. No. Um. <laughs> I, yeah, I got to do my moral. Got to do my moral. New moral of the story is uh. What do you got? Do you got something? What are we what are we talking about here? I mean, I think well, well, I guess the Grinch, what does the Grinch learn? He learns that um a different just cuz people have a different culture doesn't mean that they have like a bad culture or that you can't have common ground with them. Mhm. Um being a good person and being a consumer are not mutually exclusive. Oh, I like that one. Um it's I've very actually, I like that a lot. It's very easy to 
think of them that way, especially living in a place like America. Yeah. For people, listeners who live in America, you might understand that it's a very consumerism, capitalist-driven place. Yeah. Which sometimes I I really don't feel good about that. I agree. But it doesn't mean that, you know, just because you celebrate something in a certain way doesn't mean you're a bad person. Right. Those individual people are probably, in the majority, good, hard yeah, yeah. people. I like it. Yeah. Merry like, Christmas. I like that moral. <laughs> Here's another one. Colonialism? It just works. It works out. Apparently it does. Yeah. The world is a great proof of that. Yeah, it shouldn't. Unfortunately. It shouldn't. This is it's a sad truth. But uh, right here, we see it in an action with the Grinch. Yep. Indeed, indeed. Um, but, um, by works out, I mean for the uh, the conquering party. Right, for the colonists. I didn't mean, you know. It, it doesn't work out for <laughs> it's the just colonized. Not, it evens out, everyone's good. No, yeah, definitely not, not. Not what I meant. Definitely not. Uh, but the Grinch, his heart grew three sizes that day. Apparently. Can we just, do we have to debunk that at all or talk about that at all? Or can we just say that it's just a lie? Yeah, I mean, everyone perceives that metaphorically. If your heart grew three sizes, you would die. It, did you, I think there's a picture of it happening in the book. That's true. Maybe, maybe the Grinch dies. Maybe he... Maybe. After the feast. His heart just explodes. Does <laughs> At what point in the story does his heart grow? Is it while he's on the mountain or is it while he's... It's while he's oh, on the mountain, I, right? Yeah. So and he then couldn't he, have died on the spot. It grows and then he comes back. Right, so he couldn't have died on the spot. Unless they poisoned him? No. I mean, maybe it would take lot, a while. It's a lot that could be happening here. Oh, man. I don't want to get in. I don't want to get into that. I am not Let's assume it's a metaphor. Move on. a metaphor. Yeah. Um, if there is anyone who has medical insight into yes, this, please. we'd love to hear. If anyone wants to sort that part of it out for us, send us an email. Yeah, we'll, uh, we could do a bonus episode. We'll do a bonus episode. Those are things, still, there's... still have to do that other bonus episode. Yeah, they're still in the wings. Yeah, in the wings. Yeah, we're, we're flat, not going to we're not going to interrupt our uh, Christmas holiday groups, but maybe in the new year we'll look at them. Mm -hmm. So keep your ears open. Yep, and your mouths. Thanks for listening to another holiday episode of No Nonsense Storytime. I'm Chris Panico. And I'm Robert Hoffman. Join us next week as we cozy down with Clement Clark Moore's classic poem, "'Twas the Night Before Christmas." I like that one. As do I. When I was in Cub Scouts, I was a Cub Scout mm -hmm. in the Cub Scouts of America, you know. Cub Scouts of America, So yes. a, pre a preface to the Boy Scouts, the Cub Scouts. Yes. We had one of the fathers of another Cub Scout read The Night Before Christmas to us. It was, it was nice. We called him the Marshmallow Man because he brought marshmallows to a camping <laughs> trip one time. <laughs> That's a good thing to be known as. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not the best, but not the worst, certainly. No, no not the worst. Um, I had a book <laughs> that was, when I was a kid, it was a Winnie the Pooh book that was The Night Before Christmas. Oh, But just Winnie cute. the Pooh. I loved it. Uh, it was one of my favorite books. Should have done The Nightmare Before Christmas and just did the movie. Bobby, this podcast is about books. You're right. We'll wait until we run out of books. Yeah. 
and then we'll start doing movies. Indeed. We'll have a movie spin-off podcast. Yep. No nonsense <laughs> film movie time. Time. No nonsense cinema. So, oh, that's actually a great idea. <gasps> Maybe we'll make another podcast. Maybe. Anyway, if you have any questions or concerns or suggestions, feel free to email us at no nonsense storytime at gmail dot com. Yep. Facebook. No nonsense storytime. Uh check us out on Stitcher. Spotify. <laughs> Bobby doesn't know I don't them. know them. <laughs> Google Play, Castbox, Cast Apple. What about iTunes. uh <laughs> Alright. You're the worst. There's, SoundCloud, Spotify. What's the bean one? We're not on that, right? <laughs> no, you said that last week. <laughs> Bobby doesn't know anything about what we do. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Oh boy. <laughs>